Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week. It is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Elio Canella, alongside my co-host, the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce, or as I like to refer to him, Shorty B. Ben, how are you, sir? Uh oh. Because you know what? You can always just call me Shorty E. All five two of me. Oh, it's so bad. How, how's your week been, man? Well, good on some fronts and very, very poor on others because. I'm guessing the poor is the wrestling side of that. Yes. Uh oh. I also see you killing it in the at the gym where you're walking and stuff. Yes, uh, very very well. We had a, we had a kind of a breakthrough week with that. So I'm awesome. Happy about that. Doing doing great there. Yes, I'm sure you've seen plenty of videos on my social media. Yep, I've seen um, you seen pulling the chains and uh, on the stairs. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, the, the stairs. We we call that we call that the mountain. Oh okay. When you see me pull the kettlebell, we have an affectionate nickname for the kettlebell as well because it's it's forty five pounds, so we call it the big bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have we have a. Historical moment right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. The debut of the big bitch. I don't know. So, so when, when we do those two exercises together, you know, the stairs and, and the, uh, the kettlebell afterwards, we call it climbing the mountain to rescue the big bitch. <laughs> Alright then. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, another historical moment. Alright, so, um... Awesome. But anyway, let's get into the other way. A lot of cool things I see on your video there. Yes. Well, um, unfortunately, that was the only cool thing that happened uh, in in my week because (laughs) the rest of the week I was inundated with watching wrestling, and and some of it was good, and some of it was very very bad. And there was actually one that was a really good that I started watching uh, uh, last week, actually. Yeah, last week. But which we will get into later on. So um, we will be back with... Uh, actually, do we have any news this week? Well, we'll um, I, think, I think we'll just get into, get into that as we're discussing the actual shows. All right. Um, so we'll jump as, into the... As it relates to it. Sure. 
Okay, so... I will explain that as we move along. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with our Rob Report. Stay tuned. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to get into our raw report, so Ben, take it away. Okay, so this was night two of the so-called WWE draft. Ugh. And Elio, before I, before I get into the official review, let's, can we agree that this draft was nothing short of a debacle? It was just, it was stupid. Oh my god, it, it, this draft was so stupid. And, and you know what? You know what made it even stupider? The the backstage offices with the quote people from Fox and USA. Well, well, I agree. Although I didn't realize stupider was a word, but I guess when when uh, no, no, I didn't say stupider. I said well, yeah, stupider. I think yeah, stupider is a word. It's, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, well, we, <laughs> my, my, my co-host, Shorty E, uh, has, has uh, coined himself a new phrase. Well, we both coined a new, free, new phrase on the podcast. Today. All right. But let's, let's, so let's delve into the into the stupidity right, right off the bat here. Okay. Um, Actually, Raw kicked off with, um, in, in terms of uh, match-wise, uh, it kicked off with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the first pick in the WWE draft. Now, Which made no sense. Well, yes, but don't, don't beat me to the punchline. No, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just saying which made no sense. Go on. Since the, you know, 1986. Yes, exactly. I so had why to. Not have, why not have Bailey represent uh, SmackDown since she just won the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship? Mm-hmm. So that was that was part one of the stupidity of this match. But but also right after this match was was over, okay. Charlotte Flair 
drafted to roll. <laughs> so stupid. What's so going on? Not only did the 10-time uh, women's champion look like a moron because she got caught in a roll-up after laughing at the referee, this whole match was, the whole point of this match was because the person that was reportedly fighting on behalf of SmackDown got drafted to Raw. That was so stupid. So my my head was about to explode. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the small package was just, uh, God, it was laughable. Um, and then we had uh, a Raw tag team title match mm-hmm. uh, pinning the defending champions Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the War Raiders. Now, I was actually quite happy with the result of this match because the War Raiders captured the tag team titles. Right, finally! Which I could have wow. thought to do that, that, that That was a surprise. I was really surprised by that. Yes, and, and for, for once, we got a pleasant surprise yep. on Monday Night Raw, which I cannot, I cannot remember the last time that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I got my, my smile for the, for the evening out of that. Believe me, there wasn't much to smile about <laughs> after that. Oh, no. Missing a match here. Um, well, I, I think I think I think our um, I think our order sheets are just slightly different. But, okay. All right. But but based on um, based on mine, I did I didn't miss anything. But I, okay. Okay. I'm getting there, so. Um, so Alistair Black defeated Eric Young, and and what was not shocking at all. Uh, what was shocking was that Eric Young was actually on my TV screen. I know, right? How long has it been uh, since we've seen him? Good lord. I mean, why, why why, in the world did they break up Sanity? But none, nonetheless. Um, next up, we had Ricochet versus Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And once again, we know exactly what was going to happen. See, I hate it when they put these matches together where it's so obvious that one person is not going to win. 
Uh, latest most recent return has he ever has he won a match uh, no, that, was, well, that was on Smackdown oh okay oh are you talking about on Raw alone yeah oh okay alright I'm not even gonna watch. Well, and I, I probably won't either. So we won't have to, we won't have to review that. So that will be a short, a very short show. Well, you know, I just, I have, I have a, I have a, a, an issue with yep. uh, those pay per views, as as has been well documented on this. Uh, on this podcast, just go back and take a listen to our last review for one one of those shows, and you'll get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, but so th- this whole entire entire segment was pretty much the two of them kissing each other's asses until they until they got pissed off. Oh, bad image! And, bad image, right and, there. <laughs> and, and then and then they threatened each other, and then. So, Strowman put his his fist through the table to break it, as if that's supposed to be intimidating. Don't you just love how those tables are? You can tell how how easily breakable they are. Well, you know, it, it's it, it's it, it's they're clearly gimmick tables. I yeah. Mean, you know, but um. But anyway, what I, what I found funny in a very embarrassing fashion was. Tyson Fury, who is a who is a six nine monster, can't even like break a pen on on one try. It it took him two attempts to snap a pen in half. And I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I saw that. Okay, whatever. And we actually had a a good match between Cedric Alexander and 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 Buddy Murphy. Yep. Uh, Murphy got the uh, got the pinfall on that one. We need to see more uh, matches like that. I I thought it was a little short, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Then we had the Kabuki Warriors versus N- Natalia and Lacey Evans. Yeah, I was surprised by this. 
Natalia's, just, Natalia's tag team partner. I was surprised uh, Lacey Evans. But, but, and, and once again, you beat me to the punchline, but congratulations because it shows that we're thinking along the same lines. How stupid could WWE possibly be to put Lacey Evans in a tag team with Natalia? I mean, for months, they've been beating the hell out of each other, including the previous week where... <laughs> You know, Natalia powerbombed uh, Lacey, Lacey Evans off of, a, off of a stage through one of the aforementioned tables. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm supposed to take it seriously that everything's honky dory and shit? I just, you know, there's going to be... terrible. Now, for, for the listeners, I'm sure you're going to pick up a theme of this podcast because there's going to be two buzzwords I'd like to, you to keep in mind. Uh, the first of which being logic and the second one being consistency. Okay? There's, there's no logic to this whatsoever. I, I mean, why? Yeah. I mean, at least, at least give us a few weeks where they're earning each other's respect and make Make it a gradual thing. Don't make it like a what the hell out of nowhere thing, uh, as WWE seems so fond of doing nowadays. But and plus, uh, one of them's already on Smack has been drafted to SmackDown. That's another well, thing that didn't make sense. Well, and and, and, and that's that's another thing that I was that I was going to bring up. I mean, these people were. Uh, I mean, Lacey was drafted to Raw, and Natalia was drafted to SmackDown. So why is that? Why is this feud continuing? They're they're supposed to be completely separate entities with their with their own um, separate um, separate rosters. So yep. apparently, apparently that's going uh, by the wayside. So there there is our our first use and our first example of what lack of consistency. I mean, WWE must think their fans have to have the attention span of a of a net. I mean, it's just stupidest thing I've ever seen. I do love the Kabuki Warriors. Well, trust trust me. Uh, I don't have high hopes for them. Ask after after how Asuka has been buried for for however long. It's just embarrassing. So, on to WWE's next glaring mistake. We we t- we talked uh, last week about the complete embarrassment that was the well, main event. And before you went on, I was gonna say that when I asked if we missed a match because I have Andrade defeating Ali listed here. Am I, am I wrong? Because uh, okay, that, that, okay, here it is. Right after Becky and Charlotte Flair. Okay, I, I must have missed that. Um, my apologies. Not that, not that it doesn't really matter because Leo Andrade was going to win. Well, yes, I mean, like I said, it was very obvious that Andrade 
Yes. Um, let's see. Speaking of draft picks, we already discussed uh, Charlotte Flair being drafted to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I'm sorry, Charlotte Flair being drafted to Raw, Raw dis- despite fighting on behalf of SmackDown. <laughs> so on stupid. Raw, Made no sense. No logic. None, none whatsoever. <laughs> um, and then we had... Uh, um, I'm looking for... Oh, okay, here we go. And then Daniel Bryan was drafted to uh, SmackDown, even though he was already on SmackDown. <laughs> What's going on? So, this was this was a, a resounding theme of the WWE draft because very few talents changed brands at all. Right. I I know I noticed that. I mean, since from the first night on a Friday when they had the so, first uh, night one of the draft, it was ridiculous. So okay, so clearly I'm I'm not the only one that was that was noticing this. No, because I was even yelling my uh, yelling at my TV. I'm like, you're already on Raw. What's wrong? What's wrong with these people? <sighs> well, you know, they they clearly think that their fans have have very low IQs. Oh my. God. I mean, and aside from that, they didn't even follow the rules that they themselves laid out on their website. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Which is a poor, um, poorly run website, might I add. That means that well, website. Oh. Well, clearly. So. So, so other other draft picks included Cedric Alexander to Raw, even though he was already on Raw. Shinsuke <laughs> uh, Nakamura and Sami Zayn to SmackDown, even though they were already on SmackDown. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, let's see. Ali to SmackDown once again. I. When was the last time Ali was was on Raw when he wasn't part of the two hundred five live roster? Once right. Again. That makes no sense whatsoever. Are you sensing a theme here? I am. You know. Uh, it's just the consistency of the whole draft idea. The idea of a draft is to bring about change. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe where I'm a politician and I'm, I'm waking up in hell. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Um, so, Humberto Carrillo to, to Raw. That's the only, that's the only uh, name that hasn't been on either show. Uh, you want to give us an idea of who he is? Because I'm sure there are people 
people that don't know. I basically, basically uh, I, I haven't seen much from this uh, Humberto Carrillo guy, but uh, he competed mostly on 205, which I never really watched. Uh, but he's also competed in NXT alongside his uh, tag team partner, Raul Mendoza. So there were a couple of uh, NXT. He was an N- more of an NXT uh, star. Right, okay, so... Yep. listeners in case they hadn't yep. you know heard them but um okay so and then we also have um Eric Rowan going to roll despite the fact that he's been gotten the biggest push of his career on on Smackdown and at this point on uh, when this draft took place there was no mention of Luke Harper, although he was, Luke Harper was drafted supplementally. I just don't get it. This guy hasn't done anything. I don't know why they don't like him. I just, I have, I have no idea. And then, of course, you know, Rey Mysterio being drafted to Raw despite his work with King, King Velasquez just makes no friggin' sense to me whatsoever. Um, oh my god, this is, this is bad. Okay, but let, let, so let's get back to the to the to the end to the ending of Raw, which at this at this point, Elio, I might need a little help here because. Uh-oh. I'm 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 having trouble comprehending why why we do a podcast when this is the product that we're given to discuss. I don't know. <laughs> because you know, I I think I think we can both agree. Yeah. Feel free to jump in here. That as of late. Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse has been the draw to watch Monday Night Raw. Yep. Oh yeah, I I I remember this. You messaged me about this the other night when you, when you were on Monday when you were watching. I was I was I was beside myself. I was I wanted to I wanted to hit myself in the head with a brick. Now did did did, did I read this right? Uh, was uh when uh Rollins got in Bray Wyatt's face, why was like, why are you doing this? Yeah, he was standing there crying. <laughs> and when, when, when they actually when they when when Seth Rollins actually burned down the 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 funhouse, it was the most cheap looking, stupid. You know, I mean, I mean Jaws. The original Jaws, the sharks look less fake than the Firefly Funhouse look during this segment. Oh my god. Come on now. That's terrible. What's going on? Now, in case case we have younger younger viewers, okay, you know, Jaws, a historic movie, uh, you know, Creeped the hell out of people in, in the summer of uh, 1975. Absolute classic. Uh, 
musical score, absolute classic. Um, but in in retrospect, looking back on it now as a grown man, I don't know how anyone uh, got scared ever because the sharks are the fakest looking things I've ever seen until I saw the Firefly Funhouse get burned down by uh, Seth Rollins. And so aside and, and Seth Rollins is can I just say Seth Rollins is such a bad actor. Uh he's okay. I'm gonna I'm burn gl- it down. I'm glad you said that. And because I wanna ha- I want to ask you about Seth Rollins. Okay. Because Here's here's my take, and I I want to I want to hear yours. Okay. From from, from an in-ring perspective, I think the guy is very good. <laughs> from a character perspective and an acting perspective, I think he is atrocious. And aside aside from that, he has made some I would call sizable gas on Twitter that make him look like a jackass. Yep. And I am I am not afraid to say that because I have no no interest in working for WWE in the future, so thereby I have nothing to fear by not kissing their ass. Yeah, Seth Rollins and some of his Twitter uh, tweets, whatever they're called, are terrible. Like, I don't understand. Twitter tweets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's just, it, it's terrible. Some I, of his you know, tweets are ridiculous. Like, he's, like, comparing bank accounts with Will Ospreay and... Uh, I think I saw a comment on Facebook. What if they had The Fiend on Raw and Bray Wyatt on SmackDown? You mean like uh, like Mankind with Cactus Jack and Dude Love? Yeah, well... How are they going to work that? That's an interesting idea. I'm not sure how you execute it. But, um... But... 
understanding. So once my once my head uh, ceased to swell, um, and I was able to wrap my head around that for a few days, and and finally figure out a way to articulate my feelings coherently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised I was able to get through. Uh, this raw review without my head exploding because this this show completely sucked. Yeah. Now, now, remember the buzzwords I mentioned earlier? Logic and consistency. Well, those ideas went bye-bye to to Vince McMahon long ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just... I don't understand it and... You know, I went, I went on Twitter throughout the week because I was, for some reason, I was legitimately curious what the reaction was going to be, you know, to Hell in a Cell. I was legitimately curious what the reaction was going to be to the drafts. I kind of knew, I kind of knew, but I just, you know, for shits and grins, I was, I was curious. I don't know why, can't, can't explain it, can't give you a reason, but I just wanted to kind of see. Okay, so I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, everything, this is just one big mess. And what what doesn't make sense out of all this is the upcoming match at the next event. But even more than that, the next night, there's he's, the Fiend is supposed to have another match on Raw. I believe it's a steel cage match. I don't get this. Yes, and, and, and now, now, that you, now that you said that, okay, so until until very recently, mm-hmm. uh, Seth Rollins was scheduled to be the captain of Team Hogan. Which he's no longer, oh boy. Uh, well, once again, you're beating me to the punchline, but it's yeah. not really a punchline, so... No, no, I'm just saying which is no. no longer, oh boy, go on. So, it, but if if you knew ahead of time that you were going to name 
Seth Rollins, the captain of Team Hogan, why would you do this? And then it's like, oh, well, we'll just change it, and then we'll just bring in Roman Reigns, and nobody will be any the wiser. I mean, uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. But now I have a, I have a question. Uh-huh. In an alternate 2019, Hogan and, Hogan and Ric Flair are still in the WWE and they're still active on the roster. What, uh, if they're on Miz TV, what brand would you think they, would you say they would most likely be on, Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, but no, but Miz TV was on was on Raw when they had when they had Hogan and Flair on there. Well, and, and that's another that's another that's another point of uh, just co- complete inconsistency. <laughs> oh, my head. I mean, my I I think I'm going to have a migraine. <laughs> and, Hold on. And, I think I have a Tylenol around here somewhere. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I need my version of a beer. Which is Mountain Dew, considering I'm straight edge. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, there, I have very few vices in this world, but I have, I have three major ones. And, and One of them is women. Becky Lynch. Alexa Bliss, next Nikki Cross. Okay. It's it's pro wrestling, Mountain Dew, and tattoos. Those three things and my interest in them describe me pretty well. Okay. Gonna continue with uh, my SmackDown report later on in the show. I well, still thank God bless for that undertaking because <laughs> me, me doing doing the, the the raw review. I I need a drink. Cheers. Okay, so um, I believe uh, next we have our NXT report coming up. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, 
Now on to our NXT reports. And NXT this week came to us from, of course, Full Sail University. And we have our announced team of Moro Ronaldo, Beth Phoenix, and Nigel McGuinness. And the show opens with Tommaso Ciampa defeating Angel Garza. Now, Ben, have you, seen, have you ever heard of Angel Garza? Yes. Isn't he, uh, that's uh, Hector Garza's son, I believe, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a third generation star. Yep. Then we had Imperium, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, one of my favorite teams on NXT UK, defeating the team of Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. And, um, if, if I could just say something really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Birch? Fabian, uh, Fabian Eichner uh-huh. did, uh, did this one spot uh, where he jumped from one rope to the other uh, to, uh, to do um, what looked like a, almost like a Herakonrana, but it really, it really wasn't. But I just, that one, that one spot was just absolutely... Um, absolutely sick. Um, I know I didn't do a very good job of <laughs> describing it, but for someone of, of his of his build, that I mean, that degree of athleticism is something that I would expect uh, to see from like a, a younger uh, Rey Mysterio. Okay. I mean, wow. Um, you know, I I, I also really like how Imperium is being booked because, like that, you know, outside outside of Undisputed Air, um, I uh, I have not seen this dominant of a uh, faction in a long time. Now I understand that Undisputed Air uh, technically has all the gold, but I can I can see. Um, I can see um, Imperium overtaking them uh, very quickly. Yeah, there is, uh, especially uh, Wa- now Walter wasn't there this week. Yeah, I thought he was a he was a leader. I guess uh, Wolf's the leader of Imperium in NXT when Walter's on the road. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. But I'll, I'll tell you what, Walt. I mean, whether 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 you're in a ring or in Street, I don't care. Walter is not not somebody I want to get into a fight with. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no he'll 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 beat you up, that guy. I, I mean, I don't know. Have you seen NXT UK or recently? Have you seen some of the vignettes of where uh, he's like beating up the guys in the in the performance center or in the gym or whatever? Yeah, he just shows up. He starts throwing them around. <laughs> I just, he, he, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I, as we discussed, and you know, I'm not I'm not exactly a, I'm not exactly a weakling, but you know, he just he just makes me look like a twig. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just I'm just not interested in getting into a confrontation with that person. Alright, and in the next match, um, now, 
Have you ever heard of, uh, have you heard of Poppy? Okay, Poppy's a singer. Uh, she has a song out called Scary Mask. This is Io Shirai's uh, entrance theme. I I had they have it on Spotify. So in this man, sorry. I have to take a listen. So yeah, it's so uh, pretty cool. So in this uh, for in this uh, third match, it's Io Shirai defeating Kaden Carter, who's formerly known as uh, Lacey Lane. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love new Io Shirai's new look as a heel. Yeah, she, I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, she, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Alright, then next up we had a number one contenders match uh, for the... NXT North American title with Dominic Dijakovic taking on Keith Lee yet again. However, this one ended, ended without a winner because the champion Roderick Strong interfered and attacked both, which brought up William Regal, who said, Not so fast, Sunshine. You're going to defend your championship against both Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee in a triple threat next week. Sunshine. And then we had Matt Riddle defeating Bronson Reed. Okay, so that one, uh, well, I can really nothing to say about that. Then we had a returning a returning Tegan Knox defeating Ben's favorite Tenara. Uh oh. Are you are you upset about that? Does that upset you? And then, and then the, at the end, Dakota Kai comes out to congratulate her friend, which brings out Shayna Baszler, accompanied by Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir, and they're telling, they're telling Knox that she doesn't deserve a championship match and and she has to earn it and. That, that brings us to our next match with Killian Dane defeating Boa. Now, I don't get this guy, Boa. I, I, this was the first time I, I, had, I had actually seen him. I've, so. I've only heard of him on um, NXT live events. I haven't seen him ever, So, but I'm not impressed with what I saw. Nah, I'm not a... No, I don't know. I just don't get it. Well, you know, and, and I, I think... I think that's part of the reason that uh, NXT went to two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you, if you really think about it, even, even though the, the hour show was, like, really, really good, in terms of, like... This roster exposure, you know, just in terms of time constraints, you can't get every, you can't get everybody out there because yeah. you constantly have to be moving forward to to progress to the to the next uh, NXT takeover card. Now, um, <clears throat> so you can only get a limited amount of people on the card in that scenario. 
show. So that's that's one of the positives of moving to, to a two-hour show is that you can uh, get more talent yeah. on the card and, and expose them. And like, like I'm, I'm not impressed with what I saw. Maybe, maybe I, I just need to see more before I can really say anything about this guy. Yeah, well, then, then that, that's what I would say, too. And in the main event, Damien Priest, formerly known as Punishment Martinez, in the WWE as well, wasn't he? I believe before they changed his name. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean... I don't know, why, why did they change his name? I don't know, because I, I, he, um, he was Punishment Martinez in Ring of Honor, and I think, uh, I think WWE just likes to own names and gimmicks. I mean, they kept some over Joe's name. Yeah, well, at least at least they haven't uh, they haven't uh, changed Damian Priest's name yet. Yeah, so uh, Damian Priest defeated Pete Dunne in the main event. I was actually surprised. Um, I was too. I didn't uh, think uh, Pete Dunne would uh, lose, would uh, that. I didn't think Damian Priest would defeat Pete Dunne in this match. No, one hour is like a it's a quick easy watch but like you said two hours and uh, you get to see a lot more of the talent on there like this guy boa like you get to see more people on the show in a two-hour format yeah so and then uh, it's a lot better than a two-hour edition of smackdown these days or a three-hour edition of raw <laughs> <laughs> So that is our review, NXT review. We will be back with AEW Dynamite. Stay tuned for that. back ladies and gentlemen we are now going to get into the our review of AEW Dynamite this is week 3 of AEW's Wednesday night show so Ben take it away well uh, for the third consecutive week AEW uh, defeated NXT in, in, in the rankings I'll be very interested to see if that is a uh, continuing theme <laughs> Uh, once the newness of AEW uh, wears off. Now, getting into 
getting into the actual show, this was a uh, um, this was a uh, two-hour showcase uh, for um, the World Tag Team uh, Championship Tournament. So yep. there was a lot of of tag team matches and and, and back-to-back scenarios. Uh, so uh, personally, that was something that I had to adjust to and. At first, I didn't really like it, but I understood it because it's you know, kind of a tag team tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so the the first match we had um, was SCU versus <coughs> the Best Friends. Now, originally, it was gonna be um, it was gonna be Christopher Daniels and. Um, Frankie Kazarian yep. uh, going uh, going against uh, Chuck Taylor and uh, Trent Beretta, but then the Lucha Brothers came out from behind SCU mm-hmm. and uh, attacked them. So so it looked. It, it looked like um, both members of the tag team were going to be taken out, but luckily uh, Scorpio Sky came out and was able to intercept the attack on uh, on uh, Frankie Kazarian. So really, it was only it was only uh, Christopher Daniels that was taken out of the out of the scenario. So once we once we actually got um, got into uh, the match, um, a lot of seemed like a lot of high spots and a lot of um, a lot of Tom Flory consider, uh, involving shoes because uh, one of the uh, one of the best. One of uh, Chuck Taylor's shoes um, was constantly being thrown in and out of the ring, uh, which I just c- could not. Uh, I just I couldn't get over this because once once Taylor lost his shoe, then because then Kazarian threw off his shoe later on. And you know I understand it, it, it's comedic, I, but I just too much comedy when you're when you're in when you're in the midst of a tournament match for a championship. I just I don't know if I'm just a wrestling purist, but I just when you're in the middle of a, when you're in the middle of a tournament that's supposed to mean something. I just, I would just prefer the comedy be taken out. Yep, that's just me. But uh, the result being that STU defeated the best friends, um, and it was actually it was actually a good match minus the uh, minus my aforementioned complaints. Uh, then we had um, as Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Representing the inner circle in a squash tag team match. Yep. Over uh, what was it? What was it? what? Were 
Alex Alex Reynolds and Joe Silver. John Silver. And, and Johnny Silver. Okay, okay well, um, squash match or so, I get it. It was very obvious that that was what it was going to be. Um, and then next up, we had the, the second match of the night as part of the tag team uh, tournament. Uh, Hold on. Uh, before that, we, before that, we had uh, the AEW Women's Championship. Okay. Well, uh, clearly they they had me out of work because I had that next. I had that after this one. Okay. Gone. Either way, it's already gone. Okay. Um. So next up, we had the Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers. Now, originally, it was going to be. Uh, Luchasaurus teaming up with, uh, with Jungle Boy Jack Perry mm-hmm. against the Lucha Brothers, but he, uh, apparently Luchasaurus has a legitimate injury, apparently to his shoulder, so Marco Stunt took his place. I have to ask you, what, what do you think of Marco Stunt? I, I... I, I know that I know that I'm gonna sound like Vince McMahon in this scenario, but I just oh. don't get it. I, oh no! Marco Stunt looks like I could kick his ass. Oh. Do, you, do you understand that when I stand up, I have no use of my hands? Okay. I'm I'm like Orange Cassidy with the, with the hands in his pockets when I stand up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because if I take my hand off the walker, I instantly fall either on my ass or my face. Oh, okay. But even, but even, even so, I, I, it looks like I could I could whoop this guy's ass. I mean, he's like a twig. His, his arms are like toothpicks. Just, he's like four foot two or whatever the hell. Five two. Well, uh, well you know, who, who gives a damn? I just, yeah, nothing, nothing against the guy, but... It I care. Bad. I like Marco Stunt. But when, it's like, when he's in the ring, I, just, I can't take it seriously. And, and I, I think he did, I think he did, I think he did pretty good here in this match. I don't know. You should go, go back and watch and go, just, uh, go watch, like, some of the stuff that he does. Because I, I was like you, I was like, I don't, just don't get this guy. But then I was, I was, uh, I was challenged to go back and watch this match. I went and watched. I'm like, some of the stuff that he was doing. These guys are the Lucha Brothers are 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 big compared to this guy. And he was like throwing them around the ring. Oh, even though they did loot in the losing to the Lucha Brothers. Well, yes, but I, but I did think it was the right result. Didn't it? Yeah. So. Oh, uh, and then and then if if you still think I'm wrong, then next week you can tell me, Elio, you're drunk. You've been drinking too much, and sure. Well, I still I still think you 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 you've taken part in some libations before coming on to this. Uh, to this <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> All right. On to the next match. Dr. Britt Baker, um, and 
you know, I I used to have the reaction to her that you you and I had to Marco's stunt. Mm-hmm. First couple of times I saw her, I was just concerned she was gonna get broken in half. But this was uh, this was the first match where to me she honestly looked like a badass wrestler. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Baker looked pretty good in this match. Um, but she just uh, she just needs more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but with with the right build and, and the right time put in, I do I do think that Britt Baker could be a potential star. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next up, we had Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega taking on Pac. And John Moxley. Now, uh, for the upteenth time, Pac uh, was consistently referred to as Pack. So I'm now convinced that they're trying to do that on purpose. I don't know why, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see. This was a pretty, actually a pretty uh, physical match. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the tag team tandem of of John Moxley and the Bastard was not going to go well. Um, I wonder how 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 he got that name. That I mean, that's not a term of endearment. <laughs> well, me, neither was it when uh, when Christian used it as the creepy little bastard. No, I know. Well, yeah, that yeah, but he yeah, you add the word creepy to that, but um, this is just the bastard. I don't know. I, I just wonder how he got that name, that nickname. So, yes, well, get get our research department on it. I will do that. Actually, I will get. I will let me text him right now and uh, get them on there. Alright, there we go. I sent out the text and uh, they should be getting on that. I mean, what, what, do, what, do, they, what do they do? Um, no, um, but, you know, so obviously throughout the match it was teased that, um, that Moxley and Pac weren't getting along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxley wanted to use weapons and Paige was, or, um, or, Pack was like, no, 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 we're not gonna do that. And eventually, uh, Moxley snapped and attacked, leaving himself in a uh, one-on-two scenario. Yeah, he went off stone cold there. Yes. <laughs> and Paige and Omega defeated, you know, de- defeated Moxley pretty much. Uh. Next up, oh, actually, before we get there, I, I do want to say I do like the build-up for Omega versus Moxley. It does, it does feel kind of, kind of cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do at Full Gear. I, I will, I will not be attending Full Gear because it is not, in my opinion, it is not safe to go into Baltimore City for any reason. But uh, but I will be more than interested in uh, checking it out on pay per view and 
the safety of my own house. I, um, I'm looking forward to Full Gear myself. Yes. Uh, actually, the, the whole reason I the whole reason I only go into the city, I, I think there were like 17 shootings uh, this past week in Baltimore City. So I'm just I'm just not interested. Uh, let's see. Um, in the main event, we had a Philly street fight for the AEW championship, pinning. Uh, the pain maker Chris Jericho against uh, Darby Allen. Um, I really enjoyed this. Yes, I was I was very surprised mm-hmm. at how how good uh, they made Darby Allen look. Now, obviously, he did he did his part and he he actually did pretty damn good. Um, I'm just I'm just surprised that uh, Allen got in as much offense. As he did, it had a very um, holy-esque feeling to it, to me. Um, so overall, um, I was I was actually quite happy with this match, and then um, it, and then um, full circle interfered at the end. Full circle. Um, you mean inner circle? Inner circle. <laughs> full circle. What? <laughs> did they do? Did they already uh, do a name change? Inner <laughs> uh, Circle uh, interfered on behalf of Jericho, and he was able to lock in the walls of Jericho for the submission. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't quite as as physical as I would have liked, um, but uh, but certainly the uh, the Inner Circle did enjoy a bit of bubbly. Um, with, with their leader. So. I even enjoyed bubbly a bit of the bubbly with them. Yeah, so I'm not much of a champ. Actually, I'm, I don't drink alcohol, so I, I've never even had champagne. So well, I, I am champagne. I was traded in for Tango Orange Crystals, but that's a whole other story. For, for what now? I was traded in for Tango Orange Crystals, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right, so co-host and I, but um, but with with that we will move on to our uh are, are we up to um, SmackDown? Yes. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be right back, and he will have my undivided attention as he takes us on that <laughs> Are you ready? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're going to get into WWE Friday Night Smackdown. How weird does that, does it feel to say that, Ben? It, it feels quite strange after <laughs> a number of years, but it's a, it's a throwback to my teenage years. 
But I think this is a bad idea moving to Fox. I mean, this show has been has not been good since uh, uh, since uh, the premiere on Fox. No, it has not. And um, you know, the whole the whole big ratings thing that they got for the debut mm-hmm. uh, for the debut episode. Uh, you know, come on now. You you and I both know that that was because of the rock. Yep. story off air. It was hilarious. It happened at home. I don't know how much so late. But I just don't know because uh, Bruce Pritchard, I don't, I don't, this guy's been in WWE, he's been in TNA, and like, I don't know, it's just some of the, uh, he was in charge of things before, wasn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Okay, so and like uh, and and the show wasn't really that great back then. So I I don't know. I want it to be better. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, well, no offense uh, well, to Brother Love. Yeah, we still love you though, brother love. Good friend of the show. So, uh, before uh, the actual show began, uh, we had one dark match with Apollo Crews defeating Kalisto. And then SmackDown opens up with an Intercontinental Championship match, which I didn't even... I didn't see this one coming. Like, I heard that there was going to be a championship match schedule. I just didn't know it was going to be this. With Roman Reigns defeating Shinsuke Nakamura by disqualification. Uh-huh. Can, I, can I just say something? 
okay. Okay, so I this is where this is where logic really comes into play. I and and this is the, and this is nothing against uh, Brian Reigns. I actually thought the match was pretty decent, mm-hmm. but uh, what but what has he done to? Earn a Intercontinental Championship match. Because if, if you if you remember right, so Ali was supposed to get an Intercontinental Championship match months ago. Uh, that never happened. And isn't this uh, isn't this like a step down? Because when I was growing up, but I always remember the Intercontinental Championship being the second belt uh, that you used to move up to the heavyweight championship. <laughs> right. An intercontinental championship opportunity. That that and he was featured at the end of the show. So you know, I mean, I understand he's the he was uh he was like the number one draft pick to SmackDown. I get that, but it, it's just all, all all of a sudden he gets an intercontinental championship. I don't get it. I I struggled with that one. Next, we had Ben's favorite superstar, Shorty G, defeating Curtis Axel by submission, which I think is terrible. I could have punched my TV. You know what? Shorty G's not really a bad name. You bullshit. It's a terrible name. Okay, you saved yourself there. No, I did that on purpose. I said it wasn't a bad name. It's a terrible name. Because I was looking at you like, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm not that drunk. Well, I, in, in addition to you possibly being drunk, I was wondering if you were, if you were smoking some plants. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I should say a certain, green, a certain uh, type of plant. <laughs> nope. No, but this was this was terrible. I mean, actually, um, do you know the story? Do you know the story? Yeah, do you know the story though? Do you know the story though? No. Okay, uh, thing I believe I mentioned it a while back on our previous episode. Um, that they already had this idea in the back of their head that they were gonna rename uh Chad Gable Shorty G. So I guess they actually went through with this. And Curtis Axel, and that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time he had a singles match? I mean, for God, for for Christ's sake. Next, uh, next we had Heavy Machinery and the New Day. Uh, no, yeah, Heavy Machinery and the New Day defeating Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and the Revival. Now, Ben. Hold on, now Ben. You know, he, hold on. You know, you know how we said we we we've like we we've been liking heavy machinery. Well, that went bye bye. Yeah. 
And I believe, I, I think I know why. But go on, I want to see if it's what I think. Right, right. That's what I was gonna just gonna say. That was so. Uh, what was what was it like? Egg yolk and protein powder. Something or? like it was just disgusting. He had it all over his be all over his beard. Get out. You know what? You know what? Now I know why people always told me to shave. So I don't look like that. No, I'm saying so. So I don't end up looking like that. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about it because I, 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 typically look, I typically look like you do now, but for some reason or the other, I, I shaved right before uh, we came on the air this evening. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I'm not, I'm not entertaining you. I'm not entertaining you. You don't, you don't, you don't rank high enough. Uh, and is it? I'm not insulting you, but I, I, I wouldn't shave for you. I would shave for a girl. But, you know, <laughs> well, I hope so. Damn it. I would do that. Let me don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so in the next match, we had a six-way for the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was Nikki Cross defeating Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, and... Preceding this was an episode of Ms. TV with uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey as his guest, where Bailey explained uh, her heel turn and gave the audience some advice that life sucks and then you die. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wonder who I wonder where I've heard that before. You probably heard it from me. Uh, I believe it was Vince McMahon that also said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, Sasha Banks has been on a, on a like, love fest with uh, Vince McMahon. Oh, I know. I know. I've seen her Instagram. Every picture has Vince's head photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then she, she, she said on Instagram, you know, uh, Vince and I uh, text each other jokes all the time. Oh, boy. He wants me. He wants me to make him cool, and we just have like this fantastic relationship. Oh my! I swear. Do you, Do you think they're gonna bring this as a storyline? Uh, well, what would they do with it? I mean, it, I have no idea. I I'm I'm just saying. I I hope they don't because we know WWE likes to listen to podcasts. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully they, they listen to some. You know, lately, uh, I guess because, you know, we're having so much fun with our podcast, I've been, I've been listening to several other podcasts, mm-hmm. and you have to wonder, because some of, some of these ones are just uh, so well-known uh, that it's hard to, it would, it would be hard to believe that, uh, that WWE doesn't hear some of this. Mm-hmm. Then we had pretty much another squash match with Braun Strowman destroying Drew Gulak, who just came out to support him in this match against Tyson Fury. I'm just, 
Uh-oh. <laughs> God. Uh-oh. You know, and one of, one of, and, and before we get to that, one of the things that I forgot to, um, I just, oh, uh, God. Uh-oh. brings us to our main event. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and King Corbin who I forgot to mention this part uh, attacked attacked Roman Reigns at the end of the opening match which uh, led to him winning by disqualification which led to this tag team match. I'm surprised Teddy Long didn't come out and just jump all over himself. You know what I'm saying? Talk about player. That's what I'm saying, you feel me? said in your bar report. Soup my co-host's brain by ending closing out this edition of uh, this week's SmackDown report, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna fire up the DeLorean and travel back through time back for this day in history. Made sense. 
<laughs> so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Gentlemen, Ben, is the DeLorean all ready? Yes, it is. Alright, let's fire it up and go back through time for this week in history. And we are going back to Sunday, October 18, 19, 2003. The first Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland for WWE No Mercy 2003. With your announcers, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. Now, Ben, did you see this pay-per-view? I, not live, but I did, I did see it later on. Okay, uh, and uh, what'd you think of it overall? Well, you know, I think it was one of those shows where the main event carried it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I, I really didn't have, a, have an issue with it. So to speak, I just it, it's always it's always interesting when when the show is in my hometown and I was not at the show. So it's like I know, right? Do you, do you feel like, oh man, I wish I were there live right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel every time they come to Toronto. It's exactly. like, man, I live thirty minutes from the the arena. I wish I were there right now. I mean, how, I mean, how did you feel? That was actually okay. It wasn't the best WrestleMania, but for me, it was a good. It was a great WrestleMania because being there live and like just the whole atmosphere. It was, it it was really cool seeing the Rock and Hulk Hogan and, like I said, no matter where you sat, you could see everything, because they had like big screens even set up for the people who were sitting in the upper levels. Yeah, I mean that had to be awesome to be there live. I mean, yeah. I, I would have just fell, fallen all over myself for that. <laughs> Alright, so um, we have No Mercy 2003 and it kicks off with a Cruiserweight Championship with Tajiri, the champion, defeating Rey Mysterio in 11 minutes and 50, 11, yeah, 11 minutes and 51 seconds. I, I, always, thought, I always thought Tajiri was underrated. You know, every, every time, every time there's like a Japanese star, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like WWE doesn't know what to do with them. Yep. Uh, see, and like it's it's really sad. Yeah, and in the second match, A Train uh was defeated in twelve minutes and thirty three seconds. And that brings us to our third match, Zach Gowen defeating Matt Hardy in 5 minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, Zach Gowen. Zach Gowen. I, you know what? I, I wasn't really a fan of this guy. I don't know. No, I wasn't. I, just, I just really didn't get that. I, okay, he has like, he had the one leg, but just other than that, I really didn't see anything. 
Then we had the Basham brothers defeating the APA. What? In 8 minutes and 54 seconds, this was before uh, the Basham Youth Hour. I'm going to steal a line from Stephen A. Smith. That's blasphemous. <laughs> I mean, that, that is just blasphemy. Yeah. That's absurd. That's, uh, that, this was before uh, the Bashams uh, were, started working for JBL's cabinet. I believe they, they were part of it, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, in my history. Then we had an I Quit match with Vince McMahon defeating Stephanie McMahon in 9 minutes and 24 seconds. Okay, Ben with I don't know what's a Vince in, in the I, I ring. Remember, I remember even back then having an issue with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and sure, certainly you couldn't get away with that match today. No. defeating John Cena in 18 minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah, I, I, I remember the build-up to that one, too, and that was when, uh... Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that, uh, when, around the time John Cena made his debut, and, uh, and, uh... Well, no, this was, this was the summer after he did, and, Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He debuted in, uh... 2002. 2002. Yeah. And no, because so, I just... Really, this just seeing this match, Kurt Angle and John Cena, remember, like, he was the one that, uh, came out to confront Angle. Yeah. yeah. So, this, this is when, uh, this is when Cena had his, uh, Doctor of Thugonomics guy. I like that one. That yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, too. Then, for the United States Championship, we crowned a new champion with Big Show defeating Eddie Guerrero in 11 minutes and 25 seconds. And in the main event, okay, a biker chain match with Brock Lesnar going in the WWE Championship, defeating The Undertaker in 24 minutes and 17 seconds. Because he got screwed by Vince. <laughs> so, they, go on. I just, you know, I so, I so enjoyed watching, <coughs> uh, I, and I believe it was the next, Favorite you asked is I still enjoyed watching uh, 
just get his ass kicked. You know, buried alive, match. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that was WWE No Mercy 2003. We will be back to wrap this show up, so stay tuned for that. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Ben, what do you say we bring the show to a close? Uh, yes, Liz. But before we do, um, I wanna, I wanna end this on a positive note and actually uh, make a recommendation. Okay. Uh, to our to, to our listeners, um, if you're anything like Ilya and I, uh, you're getting pretty tired of the of the redundant stupidity of the current WWE product. Yep. So if you, need, if you need something uh, really cool and maybe AEW is not doing it for you or you just want more coolness in your wrestling schedule, um, go over to uh, NWA Power. Um, NWA, two, two weeks ago, NWA has... Uh, this is out of nowhere. Uh, debuted their uh, their new show, uh, NWA Power. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's it's a very good show. I I really enjoyed it. I've I've already um seen episode one. I have to check out episode two, but I like it because it brings back that seventies eighties style of uh, wrestling when they used to do tape these in the television studios and. It's just really cool. They do the interviews at ringside. And uh, we had um, something like this back in the 80s called All-Star Wrestling that used to operate out of Vancouver, British Columbia. So they used to do their tapings in the television studio. That's where I first started watching Mauro Ranallo. He was uh, doing, he was doing his uh, voice box at 16 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, and I have a I have a fondness for Mauro Ranallo. Yep. I just have a, a, a aside from his uh, from his uh, great uh, voice work, I just have a great amount of respect for him. Um, but um, <coughs> you know, speaking as a younger fan who wasn't uh, who who wasn't necessarily uh, exposed. Um, to the studio wrestling era, mm-hmm. outside outside of being a student of the game and, and going back and, and checking some some of it out. You're a student of Triple H. Go on. Although I did get in trouble uh, for writing something that he said on one of my school folk on one of my seventh grade uh, school folders. Uh, but, the, but that's not a hair or there. That's a that's <laughs> a off the air story. Um, but <coughs> you know, I it just it feels so good to have something different yep. that is a that is a tribute to something old, but 
fail. And I actually, you know, I thoroughly enjoy um, Joe Gala and um, Jim Cornette on commentary. Um, you know, and, and you get to see some of the um, older WWE names that weren't, uh, you know, used uh, prominently uh, on the uh, on the show, and 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 LAO, you you will see more returning WWE names uh, once you tune in to episode two. Okay. So, yep. Uh, make sure you do that, and that's my that's my version of cliffhanger. Um, All right. But if if you want uh, just pure good wrestling and wrestling promos uh, with no uh, frills or unnecessary commercials or any unnecessary uh, paper or, uh, or network plugs or any. Uh, any of the surrounding stupidity, I definitely recommend NWA Power to any and all that will listen. Yep, that's NWA Power. Bullshit not included. Yes, and that's Power with three R's, and they are available on YouTube and Facebook. Alright, and with that, uh, we're going to wrap things up. For my co-host Ben Pierce, I've been... Your host, Ali McNella, Ben, say goodbye to the listeners. Talk to you later, and God bless you for hanging in there with us this week. And we will talk to you all next week.